0: back to Try Not to Die. I'm your defrauding misappropriation Noah Perito, and I'm here with our caper crew.
1: Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Felou and Duvet. Ooh.
2: And it is I, Ashley
0: Goodwin, a.k.a. Levit May Care.
1: <sighs> Snaps for Ash. Snap, 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 snap,
0: snap. Yes, we are going to be embarking on a different sort of quest today, a side campaign to the adventure's of our hero gorgonzola this actually takes place during the last arc of the pod arc 5 when zola gave smite some pointers for a heist he wished to pull on the weapons manufacturer Glockheed industries as they had recently been given a government contract to create the unstoppable force of the orc army orc (laughs) a-u-r-i-c We really We
2: definitely need to hammer that hammer home. Hammer that home. Because even I know. <laughs> Do you don't guys get it? it? Do you guys understand?
0: Automaton's given sentience to the souls stolen from the innocents the government considers expendable. The disenfranchised, the imprisoned, and the poor. A powerful force, the Aurelian Empire plans to use them to march upon the world outside its borders to bend all to its authoritarian will. Though great gains have been made in disrupting production below the city through an invasion of a secret base, shout out again to Zola and the gang, this new contract with Glockheed means that the creation of these automatons will return with only greater efficacy. Thus, Smite and his ally, Kittle Moonsong McGreeby, have vowed to use their combined talents to infiltrate and sabotage the efforts of Glockheed Industries a complicated task only worsened by the fact that their time frame is incredibly limited. Evacuating those at risk of becoming automatons requires Smite to help protect them, and Kittle, being so ingrained in the Aurelian Artificer's Academy at the University, is risking her safety and the safety of those she is allied with by even associating with him. They'll need a crack team if they're going to do anything, and if they don't get this job done in time, it may be their last even if canonically Smite said it went great. Perhaps he's a bit of an over-exaggerator. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> he, he lied. He's he just, lies he to didn't you. want Zola to worry. Everything's
0: that. fine. I mean, technically we haven't come back yet. So maybe Kittle dies off screen and no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow. I don't want to tell you over the phone,
2: okay. <laughs> Skip to the end I of the episode. To it
0: in person, you know? <laughs> anyways, anyways. But that's not the concern of those we're starting with today. Not yet. Anyways. This chapter of our story begins with the two who have lived in the Empire and become a part of their system, despite the fact that it has worked against them. We start not at the Drunken Drake, the headquarters of the Order of the Fallen God, but on the border of the ore and gold mine district, in Glockheed Industries Tower, GI Tower for short. The sun glitters off the western side of the building, beginning its descent behind the far horizon, another day done in the golden city of Aurelia. As the workday ends and the people hit the streets, grabbing public transit or walking to their homes throughout the city, some remain, the night shifts, the late workers, those who really don't have anywhere to go. Zooming up to the 69th floor, we see a figure looking through the glittering gold-tinted glass window, champagne flute in hand. Ashley, would you like to introduce your character and maybe give us a little description? Of course.
2: I am Levitt Maycare, and I am standing with my champagne flute, looking out of my corner office. All of the walls are windows, and I'm standing there with my arms crossed in a black tailored suit with a white silk shirt. I have black leather loafers with little gold buckles, everything designer. I'm tall with or without heels, And I have short, thick, curly, black hair. I sip my champagne and look bitterly out as the sun sets.
0: You take another sip, the tamamello bubbly tasting bitter in your mouth despite the quality of the day's events. It has seemed to sour beyond enjoyment. You stand in your clean corporate office, which overlooks the entire district and the bay beyond, your desk perfectly organized, your walls decorated with a few things, a painting of the city skyline from the sprawl's perspective, your business degree from the University of Aurelius, a bonsai topiary, a few comfortable, but not too comfortable, pieces of furniture. You've earned so much, and yet you are constantly being underappreciated. What do you think is running through Levitt's mind right now as she looks out and reflects on what happened today?
2: So I think after the announcement uh, that was made today, I'm feeling um, like yet again uh, slighted uh, after all of my hard work and all of my, you know, attempts to
0: achieve at Glockheed. As you're ruminating, steaming and storming on this frustrating, common experience for yourself, you hear a knock at the door. Come in. It opens, and your assistant, a halfling man named Wim P, clean clean shaven, dark flat I changed his name. Clean shaven, dark black <laughs> oh, it's hair with now. tawny skin, wearing a pristine clean blue suit. Uh, he peeks inside I'm leaving for the day, Miss Maycare. Can I get you anything before I go?
2: No, um Thank you for letting me know. Are you going to the party upstairs? Yes, of course I'm going to the party upstairs. <sighs> Why wouldn't I go to the party upstairs? Oh, you just had In fact, a what yeah. a great party to be a part of. Right. So happy happy to go to the party upstairs.
0: <laughs> r- r- right. Um well, I mean, it is a really amazing yeah. time for the company. Isn't hey, it? Boss... I walk
2: closer, and as I'm walking, I'm saying this, and... Sure, he's
0: clearly shrinking as you approach, somehow even smaller than his three foot two height. What was that you said? I, I just wanted to say that I, I know that you've worked really hard to get this, and... Really? Ultimately... You, you know it, that? Yeah, I mean... you So you know I, well, how it feels work to be no, me? No, I, I just saw how hard you're working, and... I just, isn't it ultimately a win for the company? Isn't that ultimately a win for all of us? You know, Mr. Nivar always says, a rising tide raises all ships.
2: I throw my champagne flute against the wall. (laughs) It shatters. Into the corner, and I look at them, and I look at the mess, and I look back at them. Of course.
0: Scampers over and begins to clean it up.
2: (laughs) And when you're done with that, you can go freezes forever you're
0: fired thank you oh um thank you for employing me um it's been a pleasure. Picks up the glass, uses, uses the shirt to just <laughs> scoop it up because wants to get out of there as fast as possible. Wraps it up and sh- starts like waddling out of the room, spilling glass and having to pick it up and, and try and get back out before your I glare start, burns him.
2: I start to pack up my Armani bag of holding with my things that I'm taking with me before I leave for the party. And as I'm packing things together, I say, I heard there's an open position in the mail room. You might be able to apply for that. You know, it's such a great time for the company, and you know what they say, a rising tide raises all ships.
0: Maybe you can be my reference. (laughs) I'd be happy to. Uh, uh, Holding in tears, but just barely, he heads out of your office um, and back to his desk to begin to clear it out, leaving you alone in the dimming light outside. You take the bottle that is on your desk... You take a big, long swig. It's going to be a long night, and you've got to be prepared. You finish the sip, slam it onto your desk, and we smash cut over to another actor in this plot who is slamming a stapler down to join the final packet of their day's work. (sighs) We are many, 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 Floors below Levin Maycare, joining a lower ranking member of the company as they continue their mundane work way past working hours. Lisa, do you mind introducing your character and maybe giving us a little description?
1: Yes, Flew on Deve. Exists mostly between the four walls of his cubicle here at um, a very low floor in uh, Glockheed. He is a willowy elf. He would be tall, but you do have to take a couple inches away from that because of his terrible posture. Um, Elves don't need to sleep, but somehow he does have the faintest purple bags under his eyes as someone who just reads really small copy day in and day out might have. He's in his mid-80s or so, which is going on middle-aged adult, um, but he's aging maybe a little poorly. Very blonde, very thin hair that is just a little bit greasy and unkept, maybe as greasy as a high elf's hair can get, uh, with wispy bangs that fall into his face. He's attractive, but also reeks of debilitating insecurity, and thus fades into the background nearly
0: everywhere he goes. It's so clear to everyone around you that if only, <laughs> if only you just straightened up your posture, you'd lose hundred fifty years off of that look. <laughs> but you continue your work, stapling, stapling, packet after packet, until finally you finish. And as
1: I'm, I'm doing it, a uh, kind of joyfully going staple, packet, staple, packet, <laughs> as I go through.
0: <laughs> um, and as you place the final one. It. you suddenly poof, another huge stack of papers is slammed down in front of you um, and you look You'll up never to make see it <laughs> <laughs> you look up to see this um, snobby looking young man uh, fine Sue one of the like middle managers here who kind of just is in and out on this floor not really even in charge of you but acts like he is oh
1: hello Reginald <laughs>
0: I know you were supposed to leave like 45 minutes ago, but I need these collated and stapled. An hour stapled. and 45, 45
1: minutes right, ago. 45, right,
0: right, right. Um, stapled um, and collated for Miss Maycare on floor 69. Do you mind getting that done and delivering it?
1: Oh, for Miss Maycare?
0: Yes, these must be signed before tomorrow's board meeting, and I believe that uh, she is the one who needs to sign it.
1: I can... Cancel my dinner plans.
0: Great, Fulu. You're one of our best new uh, hires.
1: It's so wonderful to work under you.
0: As you say that, he turns <laughs> and just walks away. I've
1: worked here for 15 years.
0: You, Fulu. <laughs> you pick up the stack. I um, look
1: sadly at um, the kind of like desk phone and uh, think about... The fact that I have no dinner plans to cancel. <laughs> oh, oh my
0: god! We got a lot of saddies in this campaign. Gang. The dinner
1: plans is a, a, a <laughs> half of a leftover chopped salad in my fridge. Oh, it was down to the good bits. All of the sunflower seeds really fell to the wealthy. bottom.
2: <laughs> is it a chopped salad or a C H O P apostrophe T? Yeah, salad? exactly. <laughs> or both.
1: It was twenty-three gold pieces (laughs) (laughs) that
0: was my entire week's pay
2: i'll
1: just eat it for breakfast tomorrow
0: as you gather up your papers you see reginald walks by this new intern who had started maybe two days ago this intern is kneading up their desk looks like they're going to be leaving for the day um and you see reginald walks by and a pen falls out of his pocket and he goes oh sir you dropped this and you see reginald turn and go you've got spunk I want you to be my assistant. <laughs> and you see he goes, oh, oh, "Thank you, sir. How does 10 gold a day work for you?" Oh, 10 gold. <laughs> and you see this this man, this young man who you know is Brent, just like the, the copy boy here, goes, oh, that's a, that's that's amazing. Uh yes, come in post-haste tomorrow. I need you first thing in the morning. You could come in around 9 if that's okay." And you know for you, you're you're coming in at like Seven thirty-eight. Just mm-hmm. catch up on your work um as you watch Reginald shake this young man's hand and then head to the alleviator and head down.
1: I say out loud, Well, Brent's nice. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> Is oh there God. anything who does in like, you know, before you head up to go get these papers signed?
1: I guess I um pass by Brent and give him a thumbs up and say
0: Congratulations. Hey, you're next. I'd know it. It gets better. I mean, it really does. <laughs> I've been here for like forty eight hours, and already i'm <laughs> I've got my dream job. That's
1: amazing for you. Anyways, <laughs> I press the button a lot of times.
0: Great seeing you today, Fardu.
1: <laughs> you too. Brent perfectly i don't common have those. perfect uh,
0: oh my God. <laughs> you actually he, he goes wow thanks for really pronouncing the t i i really appreciate that it's a letter people kind of wash over in my name they the b really hits them and and thank you it's i'll see you maybe on the upper floors eh? Oh, okay the ding Alleviator opens uh and you step inside with your papers
2: <laughs> you can't stop
1: smiling <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I would never look through these papers. Falou, um, it gets afraid about even, like, reading things that aren't meant for him, but could I just, um, glance down and maybe see what, like, the title of it is, so that if Ms. Macare were to ask me what it's relevant to, that I could give her a quick, concise answer with the least amount of time wasting.
0: Yeah, why don't you give me, uh, give me an arcana check. Roll number one, roll number one, roll number one.
2: Ooh. Lovely. It's
1: pretty good.
0: 19. You take a look at this. This is paperwork that kind of finalizes the most recent government contract to make Glocky the primary manufacturers of the golden automatons that they're using. This looks like to be a very kind of, it's the nitty gritty details and some kind of, obviously you're not looking through it, but mm. perhaps some like future plans that these are kind of like signing on to and prep for. Okay. So you take a quick skim, looks pretty important for that board meeting tomorrow. And then you, Hit 69, and Mm. the elevator flies upward. Uh, You feel yourself go a little unsteady for a moment. It's a very fast elevator. I
1: do. I have, like, the, you know, every, like, other person in the world feels, like, really nauseous on elevators, and I do have that gene. So, And (laughs) I I have to go on them a lot because they send me on a lot of errands (laughs) back
0: and forth. You've been running these elevators for literally over a decade, and it has never changed. You've always (laughs) felt this way since day one. Um, And after a few moments, it Opens and back on your floor, Levitt, you've taken one last look at the city. You've gathered what you need in your Armony bag of holding, you've locked your office and approached the alleviator, took a deep breath knowing you're about to head into the shit again, and just when you're about to hit the up button on the elevator, ding it opens and you see this Mrs. Maycare,
1: I'm so sorry to frighten you. Oh
0: Hello. I was worried I might frighten you. The doors begin to close. Uh, <laughs> they I open throw up again. my hands <laughs> Nothing,
2: the Nothing ever frightens me. Thank you. Um, who are you?
1: I'm just here to deliver some paperwork for you. Looks like authorizations uh, and some blueprints to approve. I'm sorry, I know you look like you've got an event.
2: Oh, this must be the NDA and... The signing away of all of my hard work. Great, yeah, would love to sign this. Thank you.
1: It might be that I glanced quickly to see if I misread the, <laughs>
0: any of the titles. That is likely one of maybe the many documents. In okay, here. <laughs> this is this looks to be this is like signing, signing away all and sign hard work. And and <laughs> <laughs> that, that is in big bold right underneath the first words. Oh, how did I miss that? I think that
2: levied like having. I think that she's had it. She's so had it that she knows that this is so confidential information, and like the fact that she is telling this, like, um, you know, this copy person or whatever, Mm -hmm. this information that, like, oh, is this the really important thing? Is this the really oh important? (laughs) I'm not supposed to talk about. Is this it? Can (laughs) they hear? Oh, is it that?
0: A silent office around you. Everyone has already left, or is at the party. I am
2: holding that. (laughs) <laughs> ding the door start to close ah, again <laughs> i keep i just put my 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 <laughs> yeah, beautiful economic. designer shoe like in the middle so that the elevator stops closing and i get in the elevator nice
1: shoe do you have a pen yes i click out immediately a <laughs> pen that was in my pocket and hand it to um miss may and um I think I have like a trusty little clipboard that I give to give her surface, and I, I put my hands underneath it so I, that she doesn't have to <laughs> hold the clipboard. I turn Philou
2: around and I start signing papers on the back on their yes, back.
0: I was you pull the clipboard say- out and then you get immediately turned around and feel the paper pressed as Levitt starts to go document by document, yeah. signature and initialing where applied.
2: Yes, and I um, I'm like flipping through them like effortlessly, like yep. I knew this would be here. And this signature definitely goes here where I say that this is no longer my idea and that all of the hard work that I've done is actually for someone else to take credit for. Incredible. Thank you. Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: Could I do any kind of um, check to see if I like even know if there is a party or what's going on in kind of the like upper rankings? Like if I would have heard any kind of water
0: cooler rumor? Yeah, you know what? Give me an insight check. Okay. Insight or I'll say history, whatever you prefer.
1: I do do a lot of um, listening when I'm in my cubicle.
2: And I'm just so excited to go upstairs and be with these
0: people and put a smile on. Okay.
1: I rolled low, but I have a lot of insight. And so it comes to a 14.
0: A 14? You kind of gather. You've definitely heard a few things around the office. But I think what when Levitt's speaking and say and being very obvious, like, can't wait to go speak to these people and hang mm-hmm. out with them. I think you're like, oh, the The thing that people have been talking about, like, that's happening tonight. There's an Mm -hmm. event tonight, and you put together, essentially, that this is kind of like a signing party. This is, like, the first time that everyone's being able to kind of get together and celebrate since the announcement has been officially put out to the public. And now, you guys, essentially, like... Like, all the groundwork
2: was laid, and everything is set in place. Tests were done. Um... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, prototypes were mm-hmm. successfully launched and you, there was a whole parade and how nice was that to have had?
0: I think that you guys should both in this moment make another insight check. Okay. In regards to um, this whole announcement and everything. Not one. Okay.
2: Um, that's a
0: natural, or that's a 19. It makes sense <laughs> that it, it's a natural uh, unnatural 19. It makes sense that Fulu does not know this. It kind of would be a little bit over your head. I think that, Lev, as you're... I want to say commiserating, but just miserating about this. You're laying this out. Everything happened really fast. Normally, deals take a little bit more time. And normally, this kind of paperwork that you're signing would have been done probably a long, long before in any sort of announcement. But, I mean, you remember you were approached with this contract. And it was kind of... It was like, done. They were like, hey, can you make this happen? And you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think that maybe for the first time, you're like, things are moving so fast. And that kind of sticks in your mind a little bit.
1: Yeah. Ms. Maycare, I am like twisting my head a little bit back as you're signing (laughs) on my back. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but notice that you're carrying your own purse. Is your assistant not escorting you to the event you have? I no longer
2: have an assistant. I don't need one. Why Why should I need one? I do all of this work by myself, and um, I get no credit for it, so I might as well carry my own bag. Oh, well, I think the absolute
1: function of an assistant, really, is to kind of ascertain those things, to m- make sure you're not t- taken advantage of, someone to sort of watch your back, if you will, um, and take the things off of your plate that... Pl- Please forgive me, but you sound, you sound a little stressed. To take some of those things off your plate and clear your calendar a little, and I'm just wanted to say that I'm very qualified. What's
2: your name? Philou Ante Duvet. Philou, do you do you have any tact? Like, would you come into my office at any point and say something and not give me a compliment or say something backhanded or re? Are you? I guess what I'm trying to say is. Philou, can you read the room? Well, you came in here
1: um quite clearly agitated and I did um compliment your shoes. I don't know if you noticed that. So, I would I didn't. say
2: But thank you for saying that you did. I'm a fan of literature. Oh. I can read. That's great. Um rooms.
0: <laughs> right. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> the doors close!
1: And I'll work for a very low rate! Ding!
0: Opens, revealing the grand party within. Um, the, uh, just at that moment is when you finish the last signature on the documents.
1: I'll bring these back down and put them where they're supposed to go. And also, sorry, forgive me, but you have just a little bit of lipstick oh, before oh, you go in there. Bit right here, is it here? I've got you, yeah. Thank you.
0: My heart warms so deeply. <laughs> so important to tell people these things
2: um enjoy the party Miss Maker. are you coming back you you to assist me to the company party yes what will i do with the bag of course what would you do with your bag (laughs) why don't why don't don't you just why don't you just take the bag and then when you come back you can check the bag and then mm, come come find me yes i'll take your coat too I, I keep my coat. Okay. Yes, my, of
1: course. It's chilly. It's <laughs> Sorry, a,
2: it's a I part of the it's, it's a part. It's a part of the. It's a part of the outfit.
0: The doors you close. You look amazing. Uh, as you head, I flick my hair and I turn around. As you head back down to drop off these papers, um, Levitt. You are going to get the first look at this party. It only takes a few minutes for you to go drop off these papers, but mm-hmm. in the meantime...
1: No one else is working, so no one else is calling <laughs> it's the elevator. so <laughs> fast. It's literally seconds. It's making me so nauseous to ride it
0: three times <laughs> in a row. It's literally <laughs> rocket speed, because normally there's a number of stops. It slows a little bit. I it's think just I actually, straight
1: down. It, it, the reason why you get a second to check out the party is because I decide to take the stairs back up, because I think it'll be um, faster. Eighty floors. <laughs> <84s.
2: laughs> I'm dead. Really out of breath. constitution saving throw. Oh, my God. (laughs) Several levels of exhaustion later.
1: This is fine. I'll just rocket up these real quick.
0: 16. That is really good. I do this a lot. But, yeah, you do this a lot. So you (laughs) you take two steps at a time. (laughs) Classic admin assistant trick. Um, You um, head back down to go deliver those papers. As Levitt, you enter... Uh, the golden doors closing behind you.
2: I flick my hair and I take a deep breath. A server walks by with a plate of champagne flutes, and I effortlessly flick one off. And uh, again, put my left hand in the pit of my elbow, and I'm holding my little flute, walking around and uh, trying not to talk to anyone
0: you enter in this this floor is kind of multi-tiered there's a dais looking over everything and between it and this like floor that is the observation deck it connects to like a literally a glass sort of circle that in completely encircles the tower itself kind of allowing people to go out on tours and get a beautiful view um you enter and see this very modern space um stairwells connecting to various platforms in like it's almost like an open amphitheater size kind of floor uh waiters do indeed walk to and fro you snag a little drink off of one you see that some are restocking the buffet in the distance others are bringing around hors d'oeuvres and there's of course multiple bartenders pouring everything from balderheim brews to Meadowmead meads and tamamela wines people drink eat and smoke all they want at the height of luxury You join the queue that is waiting to get into the party um, and approach this desk where you see a blonde-bearded dwarven woman and a bookish man, um, both of them wearing red suits, clearly like university students, and they're checking IDs and casting licenses. Um, As you approach them, you see the dwarf looks up to you. Allo! Name, please? Levid Maycare. Uh, Of course. Miss Maycare. Uh, And um, you see that the nerdy, bookish man goes, okay, um, here you go. Uh, And just stamps a little card for you, kind of like an approval um, sign to let you in.
2: I take it and I fold it like kind of like, fuck the stupid thing. And I put it in my pocket.
0: Are you going to wait on this side or are you going to wait in the party?
2: Um, I'm going to wait in the party, I think I would wait in the party. Makes
0: sense. So yeah. you head in, um, and sh- a short while later, Philu, you- uh, <laughs> But just so you know, me, Lisa,
2: as Ashley, would have waited for you. I just need to, I put that out. You
0: wanted to tell your friend. Good, good, yeah. good. Uh, you throw open the door um, on the 74th floor. It's like the last available staircase, and then you have to take the elevator up one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as it opens once more, you also join the queue and eventually find your way to the front.
1: Uh Before I find my way to the front, uh, I um, cast a very uh, small, barely noticeable, minor illusion in my pocket.
0: Give me a quick sleight of hand check. Is that a minor illusion in your pocket? <laughs> I, I hope it's a major illusion
2: if we're being honest. Uh, oh.
1: 19.
0: You quickly cast minor illusion with no one noticing and as you get to the front the dwarf once again looks up ah name please ah
1: Filou on de duvet um O oh, as an owlbear N as in necromancy, D as in divination, D as in divination, U as in undying, V as in venerated, E as in echelon, T as in transformative.
0: Wow, that was incredible. I never heard those words used for those letters when spelling.
1: People misspell it a lot.
0: That makes sense. You're actually not on this list.
1: Right. I'm Ms. Maycares' assistant. Oh.
2: Newly.
0: So that makes sense. Give me a persuasion check. Okay. This is so cool, and uh, you can roll with advantage because it is I'm true. Telling You're truth. telling the truth.
1: I, for the first time uh, ever, feel like a
0: little spark
1: of newfound confidence. <laughs> <laughs> My shoulders round back the tiniest bit.
0: Oh, you just got a little hotter. <laughs>
2: Not used Nine. to it. Nine. Not used
0: to it. Um, you see that you you know present a cat your casting license pulling your hand out of your pocket to hold it forward you see that this um, young bookish man kind of fixes his glasses is 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 this one of those old uh,
1: like, oh it's
0: an old license yes, I it's am so different I'm now.
1: 80 so they um they flipped it it's horizontal instead of vertical <laughs> now
0: um, Levin, you spot across the party Phil is definitely struggling the line oh. you see several executives like standing behind I, tapping this her foot.
1: purse i i have her purse her purse i show the armani bag of holding ah look s- at the stitching it's impeccable the i, I them
0: love, them love at it.
2: I, I think levitt does see this happening from across the room but kind of uh, it's a test ha- yeah has him. has a uh, a mischievous smile and just watches to see what happens
1: could i try and do something
0: absolutely
1: could I try and use my invisible mage hand and write my own name at the bottom of the list while we're distracted and talking?
0: Holy shit. Give me, give me a sleight of hand check with advantage. That's so cool. That's so cool. Get my name on the list by using my mage hand. <laughs> okay, literally. Uh,
1: as an arcane trickster rogue, I have an invisible mage hand. Okay, didn't roll quite well, but I do add a lot. Um, 15.
0: Fifteen is well over the passive perception of these two, essentially apprentice mages, who are Tataria and Larry. By the way, oh I don't my know if God. I put that together. <laughs> um, and as you kind of,
1: <laughs> are you sure you did you as in undying?
0: Oh, wow! It's right here at the bottom. I can't believe I missed that. It's it's not even in the alphabetical order. Sometimes. I just get the list, you know. I, I'm kind of, this Are is a part-time gig. Are you an here? It's a part-time gig. I, I needed some... Oh, you know. so you volunteer. Uh, yes, uh, it's, I mean, I paid, but... I've worked here for
1: 15 years, and I am also paid now.
0: The two of you make a really long <laughs> eye contact, and you see, um, you power hear from cor- behind you... Power corrupts you, people. <laughs> you hear Reginald <laughs> behind you, Oh my god, just let him in already. And you see... <laughs> Reginald,
2: Reginald is behind you.
0: <laughs> uh, hi, Reggie. <laughs> did you get invited to this thing, Farlow? Um, I did the paperwork, I promise. Right. The dwarf, seeing that she's held up the line long enough, waves you on through and you enter... It's into hard to be an this inconvenience. Party.
1: Uh, I
2: muttered to her. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so
0: annoyed. <laughs> After that
2: whole thing of, like, I'm... Also paid, haha. <laughs> sorry,
0: sorry, so sorry again. So sorry, I said that. Um, <laughs> it's not
2: really like me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you navigate your way through the crowd, flu. Um, it Levit is not hard to find. Where do you think Levit is right now at the party? Like, where is she kind of posted up?
2: I think Levit is posted up at like the end of the bar. So like, not in the center where one would go and get a drink. Like, I I don't want anyone to talk to
0: me. You are just chilling at the end of the bar. Many bartenders working tonight, taking care of everyone. Occasionally, one will come over and refill your beverage mm-hmm. as Fulu approaches.
1: May I please do an insight check to try and ascertain what kind of mood Ms. Maycare is in?
0: Absolutely. And Ms. Maycare, would you like to give me a deception check sure. if you would like to hide your mood? If you're not hiding it, you don't have to roll.
2: I think I've already made my mood relatively clear.
0: Um, Dirty I think twenty. 20. Okay, roll your deception check with disadvantage then if you feel like your mood's being obvious.
2: LOL. That's hilarious. Uh that's with <laughs> disadvantage. I got a twenty six.
0: <laughs> I think that you look she's so unreadable. She's so unreadable. You definitely mm. got the vibe it's that like she kind face. of has a like a tough exterior. Yes. Yeah. Stony face. Yeah, and you've seen her be a little brutal, so I feel like you kind of it, you can't tell if she's this might really be Yeah, this might be just normal Levin. This might be your new boss.
1: Yeah. Ms. Maycare, I just wanted to check and see if you did want to um, divest yourself of your jacket in case it had gotten warm. If not, I'll bring your bag to the coat check. I'll keep my jacket. Thank you. I'm back in lickety-split. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you're one of the kind of characteristics that in like makes you this rogue is that you are really good at just slipping through scenarios. So you easily slide back to the coat check and put the bag in, which you get a ticket for as well. And as you return, you watch as this platinum blonde haired woman with a like full blowout, orange tan skin, full red lips and these sparkling green eyes. Um, approaches Levitt from behind. Levitt, you fucking sexy-ass bitch! Where have you been? Levitt, before even turning around,
2: has her eyes closed and is taking a massive deep breath in, knowing exactly who this is.
0: You turn (laughs) and see Angelica Celestana, your academic-turned-professional rival from your time at the university. She... Beautiful as always is in this black cocktail dress that literally just looks l- like it perfectly matches what you're wearing, your like well tailored suit, but it's just a little bit more sparkly. Maybe a little bit more coin was spent just to give it an extra sort of sparkle. As- Angelica, <laughs>
1: it's tailored to shit.
0: though you know that you are not the main focus of the space in fact you've made a point of trying to keep yourself away you do feel like people give a little space for this moment and a few eyes do of course clock this interaction um and Angelica is flanked by her gay bestie and fellow executive, Hansel Hefferschutz, descendant of the Hefeschutz line. Um, uh, This dark-haired dwarven man in a bright pink, equally sparkly suit um, that matches the sparkles in his beard. He is with his boyfriend, Michel Blanchet, a half-elf man with short, boyish blonde hair, wearing this kind of open black suit with a half-buttoned floral pattern shirt beneath. She and her little squad approach you. Um, She doesn't even make eye contact with you, Philu.
1: Yeah, I think when I saw them (laughs) approaching, I just stood in a spot where I knew no one would see me.
0: Somehow, give me a stealth check, just because even you standing in plain sight is enough to be hidden. (laughs) The social stealth that Philu has is unmatched.
1: 29.
0: You, despite the fact that you were really out in the open, are pretty well hidden.
1: I sink underneath a,
2: a <laughs> stool at the bar. There's like a high top <laughs> table that you just kind of crouch underneath.
1: I'm nearby. amidst where the hooks are with the purses <laughs> and the jacket.
2: I look down and I see Philu do this and I raise an eyebrow of like, oh, okay.
0: Len, it's so good to see you. How's it going way down there on 69? 74's juice bar switched from summer fruits to fall fruits, so you know this slut is absolutely pounding those pumpkin spice coconut water wheatgrass shots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the fucking fuck?
0: (laughs) Do they not have that on 69?
2: Angelica, I don't even understand half of what you just said.
0: You are so fucking funny, Liv. I can't even believe it. It's this bitch is crazy. You should have seen her in college, guys.
2: I give a eyebrow raise to both of her uh her friends like
0: her friends are they are a line of defense for Angelica. They are eyes on her. When you try to look at them, they are kind of watching her for any cues they should be taking. Angelica's smile gets a little bit wicked as she kind of turns her head to look at the party. Miss Maker really knows how to throw a party, huh? And Hansel smiles. He sure does. This Aurelian contract is going to bring in so much gold. Another wunderbar year for Glockheed Industries. We should do a toast. Angelica's eyes go wide with a sort of malicious excitement. Oh my god. You are so right. And you know who should give it? And all three of them look to you. Me? I mean... You share the same last name, right? Who better to praise him than those closest to him? Or am I mistaken? Sorry, I know I always get this mixed up. You guys just Angelica, have the same last name. That's
2: pretty unprofessional of you to imply.
0: <laughs> Me? Unprofessional? You yes. think
2: so? Yes, Angelica, you inconsistent backwards airhead.
0: There's a long pause. Even those around this sort of moment... Quiet for them to watch as these two titans of business lock eyes and there's like that little anime electric spark between them as you two <laughs> stare at each other and she goes Listen Ha-ha! You're so funny, Lev
2: I'll not be saying any words tonight because you filled the room up with plenty of hot air. You're holier than thou disguise doesn't fool anyone, trust me.
0: You watch her eyes flicker with a little light blue magic. Disguise, huh? Trust me. You and no. Hey, everybody!
1: Can I, like, uh, spill a glass of champagne on her she's going to do that
2: well uh, <laughs> i was going to say my um i want that i want that to be coupled with the fact that me saying all those things i cast vicious mockery on her oh. uh, which i is- which i think which i think like makes is like uh prompts her to say like oh you're so funny because she thinks i'm joking
0: uh give me uh what is it a wisdom save uh yes 17
1: I'm looking around for a champagne glass that I could throw and then see that you're quite capable of taking care of yourself.
0: With a natural 18, she succeeds. She goes, ha, you're so frickin' funny, Lev. Now how about that toast? We're all waiting.
2: I very unceremoniously get up on a high-top chair. Very quickly and easily. And I hold up my champagne flute, so now I am so high above everyone in this room.
0: The oh. eyes definitely turn towards you. Oh, oh, oh. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <So> <laughs> starts tapping, just snags a little glass off of the bar, not having gotten one from anybody else, and begins to tap it.
2: Thank you, Phelu, by the way. This is my new assistant, Phelu, everyone.
0: Clap sparse applause be- breaks out throughout uh, the room. Um, you hear a few whispers. Where'd Wim go? I love Mr. P, baby. What Thank you now?
2: all for being here tonight. It goes without saying that uh, this is a victory and an accomplishment for all of us. As our leader, Mr. Maycare, would say, A rising tide raises all ships. Again, thank you all for being here. I hope everyone enjoys the food, the drinks, and have a great
0: evening. Well said, Miss Maycare. And you look up to see, watching this scene, CEO Navar Maycare He looks down over his thick handlebar mustache. He's a a handsome, later middle-aged man, salt and pepper hair, strong jawline, fit as a fiddle, wearing this dark suit with a red tie, very much in the colors of Glockheed and the Aurelian Empire. Um, He smiles at you wickedly before looking out to the rest of the crowd sort of hijacking the toast that you had begun
2: i start uh an applause in his honor and i kind of nod toward him and while everyone is looking at him i get down from the tall tall chair and uh i make my way back to my corner spot at the bar
0: offering a little hand to help. I come out of hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're still hidden, basically. <laughs> um, as you guys get into your little side there, pulling off from the main floor, Mr. Maycare continues. Growing up during the days of the old regime, we lived an archaic life lagging behind the modern technology of other nations of the Mar and Mara and likely all of Faefall. When I became CEO, I swore that I would lift us up out of those dark ages and create opportunity for all great men, uh, people, to innovate and lead. So, when the glorious Emperor Autoc Aurelius rose up to accept the challenge of defending our nation, I made sure he knew that Glockheed Industries would provide the sword and shield he could use to defend us. And now, as he embarks on his quest to create a safe, strong, and united land, I ensure that we would once again be his sword and shield. Pioneering technology the world has never seen, and reaping the well-deserved rewards. Our work will advance the field of education, medicine, transportation. Military, of course, and there's a little bit of laughter throughout the crowd. <laughs> and more. I swear, history will remember those who work here at Glockheed. The crowd erupts into cheers and toasts to the grand work of CEO Nivon Makin, praising his work to bring in this work contract. Time almost slows as the two of you stand, and the c- applause echoing around you. What do you think each one of you is feeling right now?
1: Flew is feeling like he doesn't understand much of what's going on because he really only sees the most granular details. But like, while he's hearing this grand speech about things moving forward and new deals and new contracts, it's like getting projected inside my head as I picture myself like sitting at uh, Ms. Maycare's assistant's desk looking at the view I've always wanted to look at which is Ms. Maycare's desk in front of her beautiful view (laughs) and I'm feeling
0: like things are looking up for (laughs) Falou. Dream big Falou. Dream big baby. Incredible. The back
1: of Ms. Maycare's head. Looking out. That's a beautiful view. (laughs) Nothing makes
0: me happier. You (laughs) think of that moment, stars in your eyes, as for once, things are looking up for Falou. Levin, what's going through your head?
2: I think, I think Levin downs her drink and thinks about this deal.
0: You reflect on the past few days, on the work that you put in to bring in this contract, the connections that you called upon and that contacted you specifically, you, to get this done. You think about the hours late working on, going through the paperwork, trying to understand all of the nitty gritty details before it got passed on to the higher ups. You think to the meeting you had just hours earlier where Your father, Nivar Maycare, essentially wrote you out of the entire story and took full credit for this deal. You remember he didn't even look you in the eyes when you handed him the paperwork.
2: I down my drink and think, wow, what a glorious speech for all of the hard work that I put in. My connections that I knew from college contacted me about this deal I set the meetings, I made it happen, I learned about the automatons, I did as much research as I understood, given my background, and to be sitting here having had that opportunity taken away from me by the person who I wanted to impress most, I think hurts. But I don't want anyone to see that.
0: You stand there. Your drink empty. A waiter comes over and fills it back up, and you hear from Angelica's click. Michelle, speak up. Come on, Ansel, let's go smoke some bog. And Angelica <laughs> looks to you. Have a great night, Lemon. Try not to get too sloppy. And she heads off with Our her new group.
1: podcast name. <laughs> Try not to get too
0: sloppy. I want smoke some bog, baby. <laughs> She and her crew laugh, heading off, and you guys are left to your own devices. Is there anything that you guys do with the rest of your evening? Do you think you continue to get trashed? you How long do you stay at the party? Those I
2: think, like, you know, like all typical corporate parties, like after the initial pomp and circumstance, there's, like, absolute sloppiness that does happen. <laughs> um, and I'm sure uh, I can kind of let my shoulders drop a little bit because people like Angelica are no longer there, and maybe my father has, like you know, sequestered himself around and a group of other higher-ups. Oh, yeah. He's
0: up on that dais, like, completely out of view now, surrounded in other executives. Right. And
2: I have... Uh, since I'm not being taking any part in that and no one's paying any attention to me, I think that I uh, do exactly what Angelica said and I do get a bit sloppy and uh, and pretty drunk, actually. And I look over at Delu and I say, Dilu, listen. Yes, Ms. Mm-hmm. Maca. I'm very appreciative of your timing. I think that we are going to make bigger and better deals. You and I are going... We should start our own company. Wow. Uh, I would love to. What are your skills?
1: Um, well... I, um, I think Falu rattles off a lot of um, resume nonsense. A lot of those words that are like, you can tell he's Synergized. really gone through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, I created systems um, and managed a better workflow for the um,
0: Dynamic. third
1: floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just do a lot of like um, bullet points. Just reads off my resume,
0: honestly. <laughs>
1: um, and of course, I, um, you know, have have an, an arcane. Um, background as well went to a magical university
2: you did which one were you are you also in u of a yes i'm a proud u of a what are the um what's the
1: mascot of university of aurelia
0: oh fuck
1: like go oh, blanks
0: I, <laughs> okay the symbol of the Aurelian nation is a golden fist.
1: Go little fists. <laughs> I think it's fist- Little Fist. <laughs> I think
0: it's fisty is the name of <laughs> the <Fisty. laughs> Go Fisties. Um, yes. <laughs> that was the right choice. That was a good idea for Nella. Thank you for asking that question, Lisa. That was good lore. We needed to build that. Yeah, out.
1: yeah. I thought about it earlier this week, but I was like, I'll let it happen naturally. Go fisties! Um, yes, um, go fisties. Go fisties. Um Well, I, um, originally, sorry, am I talking too much? Falou said, like, ten
2: words. (laughs) (laughs) No, Falou, I asked you a question, please. Okay,
1: tell me if I'm talking
2: too much. I, I certainly will.
1: Um, I think I've been, um, sliding, um, like, ordering all of Miss Maycare's drinks through the night, and, um, I start at this point. Also, I'm afraid to not get you the drinks that you asked me for, but I'm also sliding long glasses of water.
0: (laughs) kind of half like it's like you take a glass of water and like the vodka cran and just mix them so you're kind of <laughs> watering down some of the drinks. I think
2: that Lev totally notices this and is like extremely appreciative because she <laughs> knows that she's getting drunk mm-hmm. and letting it happen but also does not want to feel like shit tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I originally was going to attend um my hometown university, the Arcanium at Everhome. home. Yes, um Wow. The beautiful, elvish city, and uh, where where I'm from and where my family still lives today. Wow. That's a beautiful place. Um, yes. The school is amazing, and I did not get in, and so I... Applied instead. I can't even
0: imagine telling my boss a story like that, being like, I applied to the school I really wanted to go to. I didn't get in, of course. But <laughs>
1: moving on. Just word vomiting really <laughs> fast. And so then I um applied to the Arcanum Leoniel, um, in a wonderful establishment, of course, at its time. And I was accepted to that one. And then, as you may know, it was raised to the ground. Um, And so... Went with the third choice, yes, University of Aurelia, and I'm very proud.
2: Go fisties! Go fisties! Yeah. Well, I I can't believe you left such a beautiful place to come to this shithole.
1: Oh, I I love Aurelia. Where do you Where do you live?
2: I'm in Nospo. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So in the northern part of the sprawl. Exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, cool. that's like a pretty that's like a pretty hip neighborhood like a lot of hipsters there, right
1: yes, a lot of a, a lot of transplants, um high elves, um small um accommodations, but it's um close to where how
2: many like square feet do you have like how many bedrooms? Mm-hmm.
1: um it is the bedroom it just is, it so just studio. is the studio bedroom yes, exactly oh cool. cool. <laughs> it's more of a pod. Yeah, I, I,
2: I, I, know what those look like. I used to live in the sprawl, actually.
1: The bottom of my bed flips out, and then a gas range lights right in the middle.
0: <laughs> a Murphys bed, yes.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of cool. You lived in the sprawl? Yeah, I did. I, uh, I, I grew up there. Oh, wow. Well, we don't have to talk about that at all. I think that Levitt, like, hears Philou uh, give so much information about him. And uh, she's like, I don't want to do that. Of course. I mean, I I know who you are. I've read your bio on the website. Oh, yes. it That does have, have some information.
0: There's no websites. I don't know why I
1: said
2: that. I, I read your bio in the
1: employee handbook.
0: I'm <laughs> just a website. Uh, is, is a, uh, spider sort of, um, message board in the center. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess,
2: I guess when I first started, I did fill out, uh, something for the handbook. You know what? Why don't, actually, why don't we, do you want to go there? It's probably on your way home. Do you want to, I know a couple places there. I think, I think it would be kind of funny to kind of just like, you know, check it out. Like, you know, like, keep drinking? Would you be interested in doing that? I can certainly keep drinking. Um, I was going to say, whenever you were ready, I could
1: call you a cab home, but if you'd rather I walk you...
2: Well, I live here. I, I live here now, but I think it would be cool. Like, well, let's, then let's, let's hit the like, Yeah, you know, like, we could have... We could do something. Get, get, get the fuck things. out of here. <laughs> I run
0: over. <laughs> you run over, and we cut to a montage of your debauchery oh my god
2: (laughs) for real
0: for real so for a little bit of time basically you take the alleviator down you exit into the gold mine district before you even leave there lev drags you to a few places nearby to kind of keep the party going keep the energy hot before you eventually um make your way to a rail station nearby
2: I feel like when in keeping the party hot like I know all the different places like mm-hmm. all around town whether that's in this district or another district I know everyone I know my have my bartenders I like am very charismatic mm-hmm. um, are you paying for the drinks by the way? yeah I have my company card and I'm expensing every single thing that we do. So for we're... the
1: first um, bar, Falou is really, really conservative and sweating the whole time because he thinks he's going to have to pay for like um, a single <laughs> cocktail that he really just cannot afford this week. And then after I see you pull out the card and like oh, this throw it is, on.
2: this is on Glocky. Cheers, right? Could I get some fries? Are you hungry? Have you eaten anything? Oh, yes. No, I had
1: my... Well... I was going to eat this f- salad in my fridge,
2: okay. I order a bunch of oysters, a bunch of like delicious apps um with our drinks, bottle service. uh <laughs> the ladies come over with the sparklers in the <laughs> bottles and I, I, and i stuff. kind of and I kind of like sit back with my arms out like very bisexually and like let Philou <laughs> like. Witness all of like the glory of having a shit ton of money. Your mm-hmm.
0: charisma shines. You may subtract 50 gold from your total. Um, as you guys fucking ball. I'm out. Monopoly man over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, as you um, enjoy and um, imbibe, why don't you both give me Constitution saving throws? This is just okay. a no big penalty here. We're just kind of gauging how drunk you are. Mm-hmm. And you got some apps, so you, it's not too high of a decent.
1: Thalu definitely has sort of like a weak constitution, like he gets tipsy uh, very quickly and he probably tries to hold back a little bit at first because he feels like he should be like, you know, on the clock sort of and then like Levitt's so charismatic and so free that he starts to free up a little bit. Starts pounding back the champagne glasses.
0: <laughs> I'll have a toccante and a tequila. Nat 20. Nat 20? <laughs> Holy shit! Oh Our god. first two Nat 20s of the campaign! <laughs> oh my god! Gang, here's the deal. You guys do get really fucking shit-faced, but you are at, you are handling it. I feel you like are feeling fucking good.
1: living right now. We are it. fucking living right now. I feel like this, this is the first day of my life. Uh,
2: I give you a <laughs> big, I give AD, you oh a boy. big like uh, side arm like under my wing hug and like
0: you give you it. a little like, yeah, like this is, <laughs> uh, The two of you, <laughs> Absolutely raging. Head back into the streets, clocking the nearest rail station, and heading down the steps, entering into the quieter than normal platform below the city streets.
1: I'm swinging your purse. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, you guys are definitely very at comfortable this, at this at point. At this point,
2: like we, I, I, have given Falou my jacket to wear, so that I was he, literally going to so, say so, I so end that, up in your jacket somehow. So that Falou can like feel like they have like the designer clothes on, so they don't feel like <laughs> uncomfortable in these spaces. I like your shoulder pad. (laughs) They're nice, right? It makes you
0: look so boxy. It's despite the fact that you guys kind of have similar frames, it's somehow still ill-fitting, but good-looking on you. Very broad shoulders you guys head to the red line passing by these massive posters some matching the propaganda that you've seen throughout the city others are advertising various products fantasy red bull for example Uh, down the stone steps onto the long stone train platform that stretches at least two city blocks in either direction with more stairwells leading up and down from it to various other tracks you wait on this side for a few minutes five nearing 10. It is late, but the service is still pretty decent, as soon enough you begin to hear the hum of the oncoming train.
2: I, uh, soccer mom... <laughs> with the arm in front, with my arm in front
0: <laughs> hurtling through the golden subway tunnel sparkling as it does you see the rail line globules of light in the front just growing brighter and brighter until they froom, 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 fly by you and begin to slow the warm arcane crackles buzzing lower as they cool and allow for it to stop You hear the sound of the trill. uh, And then this is the sprawl bound train. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. As another trill um, sounds and the doors begin to close. I assume you guys leap on. Yeah, we for sure jump on. You guys leap on. And after a moment, it begins to ride once more. You easily find some seats amongst the posters that read hard work pays off. We shine together. Keep on shining, Aurelia.
1: Oh, there's Fisty. There's <laughs> then, an advertisement. There's a
0: thumbs up Fisty. <laughs> it's an, oh an my anthropomorphic God.
1: fist. <laughs> this is maybe the best thing we've ever done, guys. Oh my gang. God, I wish that he was there earlier. Why were we not making
2: Fisty? We <laughs> talk about
0: Zola's Fisty hoodie next <laughs> Oh, my God, for sure. Absolutely. Just like so if you, you, know, you want to get it, you've got to listen to this. You've got to listen to the mini campaign. Uh, as you guys begin to head south through the city towards the southern section of the sprawl which, sp- back to Sospo. Sospo, which by the way it becomes very clear to you Falou, that this is only loosely on the way to your apartment not at all the first stop was on, definitely know, where you i would know stop. a place i know a place we can go you just keep going
2: i have already
1: kind of come to terms with the fact that like felu's plan is you like i know that i have to be in at a certain hour and i fully plan on coming in like Three hours before that to do my old job and then pretend to show <laughs> Put up. Put your for resignation my, in. Pretend to show up for my new job. Oh no, my Falou god. probably just thinks he has to do
0: two jobs. I have two now. jobs now. Oh my now. god! I <laughs> oh my Thank god. god you only need to transfer four hours because you need that extra. Time. Like I'm
1: scared to tell them that I'm promoted, and so I'm watching the hours of the
0: night slip by. I'm like, it's gonna be a long one, Falou. <laughs> 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 You're already feeling like maybe you skip your trance tonight again. Who knows? Again. Um. Okay. As you guys arrive on the subway, who wants to roll a D10 for an encounter? Ashley. Okay,
2: it's this one. That's right. It's a nine.
0: The train buzzes down the rail, the dark tunnel around you, flashing lights as you pass certain stations. It doesn't take very long before you guys hit one of the stations about halfway through your trip. Uh, And as it opens and you hear the stand clear of the closing doors please you look out the window and see a number of black robed figures in a full out fight against a couple of goblins green skin yellow eyes wearing tattered clothes they look like urchins and they're fighting for their life as these various hooded black clothed individuals kind of attempt to pin them down and like grapple them they are clearly in some sort of brawl and whoever is driving this subway pays no mind as you begin to hear and the doors look like they're going to close again.
2: I don't say anything to Philu. I just, I go to exit the train, and as I exit, I cast Blade Ward. Your bag! I stumble out after her.
0: <laughs> Everybody roll initiative. Yeah, I got
2: that Blade Ward in before your initiative Good roll. job.
0: Good job on the blade.
1: I rolled a three, but I add nine to initiative, so Whoa! it's a
2: 12. <laughs> uh, damn. I got a nine in total because I rolled a five.
0: Up first is, Falou, you rush out. You easily grab the bag. Um, you are so good at this assistant work. <laughs> you head out um, and stop next to your ally. Uh, what would you like to do? There's. It looks like there's about six of these kind of black-robed figures. All of them wear something to obscure their face. They look unified and yet unknown, like a faction you've never seen before.
1: Ms. Maker, should we call the guards or the ATA?
2: I. I don't think I say anything. I think I just immediately, like, go to a place of we are going to beat the shit out of these people, beating the shit out of these people.
0: You look at Lev and you just see these kind of red sparks flaring up as the blade ward has been activated.
1: flu holds up a weak finger and goes, gentlemen, stop that! And I will um, use my mage hand to try and, like, press if there's any kind of, like, how in the... Um, NYC subway stations, there are like help booths that so you can, yeah. like, if you want the attention of an MTA employee. I'm going to um, mage hand press one of those as my action.
0: Totally. Yeah. You, I mean, it's invisible, so no one sees it, but as you call out to them, a few of them do turn and look at you, and they don't notice as the button doo, clicks in, and you watch a red light like glow as the thing kind of activates, and you hear a muffled voice.
1: Ah, I love it. Uh, there's some kind of altercation, looks about, um, six hooded men. Um, I start describing
0: this scene. <laughs> Is there anything you want to do with your bonus action or your movement?
1: Um, I think that I, um, uh, like, technically I'm going to, um, bonus action, disengage, and just go start talking over to the, um, woman in the,
0: um, in Speaker. the tower. Yeah, I start uh, having, like, a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, excuse me, as you go up to the tower.
1: We could use a little assistant here. You see, my boss loves to make hair.
0: <laughs> Uh, Lev, it is actually going to be your turn. Um, you watch as your ally runs over and begins to call for help. So you at least know that someone is being alerted that something's going on here. Mm-hmm.
1: The D&D thing for me there would have been to fight, but I just don't think that flu would, Certainly not your <laughs> would first have move. the courage to jump in without you first jumping in. So sorry to waste a turn. No, not, not a even waste. a little bit. Not even a little
2: bit. I... um. Want to do a perception check to see if I can tell who uh,
0: is like their leader? Yeah, sure. Give me, I guess, yeah, perception or insight, whatever you boss check. I feel exactly. (laughs) I want to do a
2: boss check. I want to do a hierarchy. I feel exactly. I feel like I am always like scanning. I'm. uh, I think Levit has like the uncanny ability, even though she was, you know, grew up in the sprawl. Like she has the uncanny ability to read a room, and has the ability to pick out who the players are immediately.
1: Room check. Hey Noah,
2: room check. Yeah, you could. You get a room check. Uh, I'm sorry, that was a perception check. Perception or
0: insight? What it's do you a Room check. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's under R for room. <laughs> uh, it's
2: both the same, so 14.
0: You notice that amongst all of them, there's one that you see. Their eyes glint red, and they are wearing some sort of face covering, but you also notice that they have some strange kind of elvish features. I'll say that you, I mean, you you went to school enough, this person looks like a drow, and they have probably the finest looking kind of robes and armor on as this brawl goes down.
2: I cast a uh, third level Dissonant Whispers on this person.
0: Okay, they get a roll of wisdom save. What's your DC? 17. That is a pass. Okay. Um, but they are going to take half damage. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I'm also. I'm so sorry. I had checked it off beforehand. You can check this on me. I definitely did a fourth level. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to come in super hot. All right. So,
0: so doing that's a six. That's level. actually
2: sixty-six. Yeah. Eighteen, but you said halved, right?
0: You see that as you send out this string of like infernal whispers, this um, leader grabs their head and you can see them wince their red eyes close for a moment as they whip their head in your directions clocking the fact that you two have entered and have decided to interfere in what they're doing that is your turn unless you want to use your bonus action or move them. I think I bonus action give bardic inspiration to Filu Ooh. Um, you, you give That's that D10, bardic right? it mm-hmm. is indeed and what does bardic look like for you I flick my
2: hair in someone's direction and it's, like, this red Ooh. sparkly...
0: Hits them in the face a little bit. Red
2: sparkly, like, uh, wispy... Sparkly, wispy mag- magic that, like, I flip it and I give you, like, a... Give you, like, a side eye of, like, deal with it.
0: You get a D10 of inspiration <laughs> as you deal with it. Oh, <laughs> well, I feel called to action. Um, That is going to now be the Strange Warrior. Boy- you watch as the goblins and these other kind of minor figures, these other black robes who haven't paid attention to you, continue to engage each other in combat. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of goblins going, ah! running for their lives, and these guys being like, get back here, get back you know, trying to like tackle them and take them down as this drow turns towards you and <laughs> draws a rapier. Oh, what the hell? Um, and in a, it's one of these moments that like you say that, and then suddenly they're in your face and they're rolling attacks on you. Um, that is going to be a natural one on the first one.
1: Faloo just, um, faints for a second and <laughs> drops down and then pops back up after the sword swings over his head. And,
0: uh, you, like that tick <laughs> <laughs> You briefly lose consciousness and come back. Poof. That was close as brings it back around and hits you with the, <laughs> the handle of it. Um, oh. You take, uh, let's see. Don't be too crazy. Yeah, chill out with your book.
2: Put your book down. Put that book down. Book down. your pinky out like that? The more you guys say that, the higher (laughs) I roll, okay?
0: Uh, Pick the book up. Pick the book <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Close it. 27 damage. Holy shit. Um, oh no. As you are hit in the head and you feel a surge of like acid poison hit your skin and begin to tss, like, bubble and boil at your face. Um, is
1: that fucking mace?
0: Back off, elf. And after he clocks you in the head, you see he whips out a whip and is going to snap at Levitt. Uh, But rolls a natural two, and Levin, you easily, like, roll behind one of the nearby subway pillars as it cracks, and some stone actually shatters and, like, scatters onto the ground. And that is their turn. I've called the authorities. (laughs) I can't hear you. (laughs) Um, It is actually your turn now.
1: As I see him um, attacking Ms. Maker, I kind of shake my head and shake off some of like the hurt and damage that he did. I'm gonna use my reaction to uncanny dodge since he did a melee attack on me. He did
0: indeed, you can uncanny dodge. And you get your reaction back now because it's your turn.
1: As his eyes divert for a second as he is, um, whipping out at Miss Maycare, um, I just throw my body around to the other side of, like, the, um, help center pole, and I'll hide behind it, so that when he looks back my way that I'm gone.
0: Yeah, give me a stealth check. (laughs) You're kidding.
1: Not one, not one. What's your I add, um,
0: 12 to it,
1: so 13...
0: Um, you go to spin, your foot catches on the long coat that Lev let you try on, and you slip. Um, I'll be honest with you, you do not feel well hidden. You feel like you might have to use your action if you want to fully hide. I'm very perceptive. You can't just do a little spin move and get away from me. I spin me.
1: behind the pole and I see him just lean. Around and make eye contact with me. <laughs> Narrows eyes. And I, uh, and um, I stammering nervously reach into my pocket and pull out the pen earlier that I had given to Miss um, Maycare to sign her papers with. And I will just try and stab him with
0: it. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll an attack. An
1: eleven.
0: That unfortunately does not hit as you stab the pen. I've um,
1: never stabbed anyone in my life, and I stab it the wrong way, and I just click click out.
0: out. (laughs) There's a brief pause as the two of you look at each other. Shit. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is your turn? (laughs) Now it is Levin's turn.
2: I am going to cast on the largest group of them that I can see. Mm -hmm. I want to cast it. It's. This spell's gonna be. 10 foot radius okay so so you can hit all the ones but I don't want to hit the goblins
0: is it creatures you can see or is it all targets within a radius each creature in a ten foot radius. So sphere. no matter what, you're gonna hit the goblins if you cast that spell. They're okay, mixed. well I'm
2: still gonna do it. All right. This spell.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right, well fuck them. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I think that I'm like,
2: I think I'm like a little drunk, but I feel like I'm like, what is it when you are just you fall into who you used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I just like I fall right into this behavior, and um, I and cast it all out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I cast a fifth level confusion
0: oh shit okay um are gonna roll a bunch of saves yes you are 17 every single person in that radius except for one goblin fails their save Fair. and is confused <laughs> we're gonna roll 1d10 for all of them rather than 10 10 d10s and figure out what each one of them oh doing. what if
2: it's really bad
0: I, all of them I would I beg you I beg of you. <laughs> I beg don't of you, give don't give me ten conditions to, to monitor right up. now. All right, so read read the description. What okay. happens, and what does it look like when Levid casts confusion?
2: So i f- I think that when Levid casts confusion, and and I think that anyone would have to be like staring at her to notice. I think that her eyes get like darker.
0: An inky blackness seems to fill them as you glare in.
2: Exactly. And maybe like it looks like my teeth are like a, a little sharper and the spell assaults and twists creatures minds, spawning delusions and provoking uncontrolled action. Each creature in a 10 foot radius sphere centered on a point that I choose must succeed in a wisdom saving throw. Uh, the affected target can't take reactions and must roll a d10 at the start of each of its turn to determine the behavior for that turn.
0: Brutal that all of these people were, th- were within the 20-foot circle. <laughs> um, so we'll just roll one d10 to determine essentially what all of them are going to be acting for this round, except for... One of the goblins who saved. Exactly. So um, I think
2: that I my face starts to kind of twist in this way or change in this way, and I uh, toss. I uh, just toss a hand up, kind of effortlessly.
0: For those who are affected by the spell, it's almost like that moment in Everything Everywhere All at Once where the big bad uh, turns. Her head, and it's like the perspective shifts a little Uh bit, like the world almost tilts and twists, and you watch as literally almost everyone before you kind of stumbles a little bit, and they like rub their eyes. Hold hold still! No! Oh, I feel really dizzy. Can we stop for a moment? (laughs) Um, just absolutely fucked up. Why don't you give a D10 roll? Let's see what these idiots are going to be doing for the next round. Every single one of them don't
2: move or take any actions. That
0: fucking tracks. You watch as they all for a moment, like grab their heads, steady themselves. They're all, you see one of the goblins just uh, pukes off the side of the station. Um, they are very disoriented. Um, that is going to cover pretty much all of them this turn. You watch as the one goblin, as um, the their turn comes up, who has survived, disengages and run, hops into like the tracks and runs down the tunnel.
2: Can I also cast um, on, I guess, the leader? I want to use uh, my bonus action to cast Unsettling Words, which is essentially the opposite of a Bardic Inspiration.
0: Ah, yes. You you use a Bardic Inspiration die. And what happens when you do this? I can subtract five from their next roll. Okay. And it is actually their turn. So very, very good. Seizing the moment and watching, uh, literally there's just a pause as uh, Filou and this man look at each other. goes, Really? and then he, without looking, whips towards you with his whip, and that is only going to be a 19 to hit, even with the subtracting five.
2: Really? Yeah,
0: rolled a 16 minus five and gets an eight to add on, so that's 11 plus eight. So you um, cast that look, but then you feel as a whip wraps around your neck and you are pulled towards him. Um, You take- Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Kinky. (laughs) Don't disrespect her like that. I would have
0: thought
2: this was hot, but it's not right now. <laughs> this isn't hot.
0: You take six damage as it, the whip tightens around your throat and he pulls you in. Um, it takes two swipes at you, Falu. Um, one of those is a natural 20, oh. but the other one is only a 16. Does the 16 hit? Yes. Okay, so both of those are going to hit. <laughs> you take 10 slashing damage, 17 poison.
1: And then how much is the crit now In And the crit...
0: Rude. on the slash, 13 on the poison.
1: Okay, so total that is
0: 24.
1: Okay, and I'm going to.
0: Uncanny dodge the f-
1: first one. Oh yeah, was... I'll uncanny dodge the first one because the first one was more. Um, you see waivers on the spot a little bit, never having been attacked in his life or probably seen any sort of violence.
0: Poison coursing through your veins. You feel dizzy. You look down, blood staining Lev's new beautiful jacket. Um, no, I'm going to have to dry clean that. As you look down, you begin to feel yourself filled with that kind of fear second wind that people get when they're in a dire situation it is your turn
1: i want to look over and see what is going on with um miss may care and what kind of threats are around her
0: um, right now, you take a look over your shoulder because this drow's kind of standing between the two of you. She's luckily pretty removed from the main scrap that's happening like 30 feet away from you guys. Okay. So the only threat right now is just the whip that's around her throat.
1: I rustle um, jimmying around in my um, little work bag, which is very kind of like um, leather, like um, man purse messenger bag. <laughs> a long glinting letter opener um, that has a snowflake embossed in its um, very white blade. That's a really nice. And I'm going to try and um, slice down and cut the whip in half.
0: Oh, you want to try and destroy the weapon? Yes, I want to yeah. try and
1: literally like just slice it in half so that it falls from...
0: Okay. All right, we're, we're going to do this. Um, we're going to kind of homebrew this for a second here. The AC of rope is 11. It's so rope. just roll, roll an attack. Okay. Um, to try and essentially hit. And okay. from there, there'll be a damage threshold.
1: Yes, 16 or 17 on the For sure pit. is gonna hit. Um, Save my bardic. Um, yes, and just roll right your right damage
0: in. for that. Okay. Six damage. You slice straight through the rope of this whip as he stumbles back. Levitt is freed. You watch the cord go loose around her neck and falls to the ground. Uh, you have your bonus action.
1: Careful, Miss Maycare, and then I will bonus action uh, disengage and just hop down and see if I can look both ways and see if I could determine which way that goblin went. Yeah, give me a perception check. You check uh, it's an eleven.
0: You saw the goblin run off, kind of deeper into the sprawl. I would say, like you saw it go south. If you were doing directional okay. speaking.
1: Tell the attendant that there's somebody
2: on the tracks! I call from the tracks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my Just have more muscles from the fucking pillar. <laughs> more cops don't make you safe. Oh my goodness. Okay, so um did you that is your bonus action to disengage so you don't take yeah, any opportunity attacks. That's my turn. Um and it's now gonna be Levitt's turn. Since the whip
2: is no longer around my neck, do I have to roll concentration check?
0: No, but you should roll for that first attack. So, uh give me yeah just roll a d10 add your constitution saving throw yeah beats it hell yeah okay so you maintain concentration on confusion Uh, what would you like to do
2: um i'm gonna roll again at the end because it's been the end of their turn right because they couldn't take a turn yeah they fucking their whole
0: turn was wasted all did i do i go before them or after them before them okay
2: Six. So again, the creature does not move or take
0: any actions. Just you rolled out so much around. in our session
1: zero, too. It's yeah. your specialty. People just get frozen and nervous to do anything around uh. you. This
0: charismatic, hot lady just absolutely st- fucking posing in front I, of them. I
1: poke my head up. You really have that effect on people. <laughs> you hair toss. What? <laughs>
0: Um, they are all so confused right now. Their next turn is going to, again, be spent just trying to fucking steady themselves. You see several of these black-robed warriors get a little too close to the edge, and their buddies have to be like, whoa, and pull them back because <laughs> they just are so dizzy. Um, you have action, bonus action, and movement.
2: Does the unsettling word, I can cast it again as a bonus action. Yeah, you
0: just, it uses a bardic die. So you just have to mark off the die, and you can definitely use a bonus action to do that.
2: Okay, so I've given, I gave... Fillua Bardic, I did it once and I'm doing it again. Um, um, okay, so I think what I'm going to do, uh, because Confusion is a concentration spell, I'm going to cast a not concentration spell. It's going to be another wisdom save for you as I cast Dissonant Whispers.
0: Okay.
1: I'm in awe of what, like, blatant powerful casting that you're doing, just watching these spells, like, shoot out of your hands.
0: You continue to bombard this drow's mind with psychic energy but it looks like he does resist he's only going to take half damage well it was a fifth level spell so i'm going to roll 76 23 23 half to 12 and then you said you wanted to use your um you wanted to use the bonus action to do the um the bardic thing again
2: yes so minus uh d10 from your next roll uh minus four from that okay dissonant whispers is I, I whisper a discordant melody that only the creature of my choice uh, can hear, racking it with terrible pain.
0: Philu, you're literally just watching your boss serve, and this drow is like clutching his head, being like, oh! God! Ow! What the fuck? You're slaying this. <laughs> that is going to now be his turn. You watch as this drow, his whip, now broken, lying on the ground. Falou, this strange elf who's kind of inconvenienced him, just jumping in and out of his way. (laughs) Um, He looks at you, who keeps on assailing his mind with psychic energy, and he looks to his crew, who seems to be almost completely debilitated by the magic that you've been putting them through. As he looks around, you also, everyone give me a perception check. 27, a six you hear the sound of metal like boots and then something much much heavier marching from the stair, like from upstairs yeah, towards this way and as you're hearing that you also hear the sound of an incoming subway car um that will arrive Probably next round, so you Mm -hmm. definitely would want to get off the tracks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, It was my plan. It was your plan all along. Um, This drow warrior um, seeing the situation... (laughs) Not Lisa on the tracks again.
2: Oh, no. Shut up.
0: (laughs) Somewhere Zola gets a minor ache in her shoulder. I don't Um, want to talk about that
1: episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's the last
0: time we were together. (laughs) Oh, true. The first even with the minus on bardic is still going to hit you levid essentially is going to hit you twice he doesn't have his third weapon so what you watch him do is he's actually going to hit you twice incredibly low damage on his two <laughs> blades so he swipes you and you only take 10 damage and then on the poison 23 damage
1: can this can you chill with the poison
0: his, you watch as his blades seem to keep, like, surging with a strange poison. It's as if they've been enchanted in some way. But then you watch as, for his third move, give me an opposed grapple check, Levin. It's a natural 20. Wow. I cannot stress enough how important that was He Do I throw him on the tracks? For his third attack he attempts to shove you onto the tracks hoping that by your next turn the train will come and splatter you but you grab his arm and essentially the two of you are suspended you like hanging back over the tracks as he holds on and tries to let you go and you just keep grabbing and holding on to him he's not pulled over but the two of you are now essentially like hanging over the edge as you begin to hear the growing noise of a subway train that is his turn he looks terrified and calls out something you speak elvish actually correct he calls out an elvish retreat retreat and that is his turn
1: nobody's retreating until we share insurance information and get some basic paperwork done
0: and it's your turn actually So if you want to pull out the pen
1: (laughs) (laughs) um cowering in fear, um, hearing this train approach, hearing footsteps (laughs) approach from above, and also watching as my brand new boss is dangling above me. Can I misty step back onto the platform behind them, grab Miss Levitt's collar, and try and kick him into the tracks? Uh,
0: Yeah, you... (laughs) Disappear from down below in the tracks, reappear essentially right next to this drow who is holding her over. He just has a second to look at you. Sorry to you, stretch your collar, ma'am. As you uh, grab Lev and pull, try <sighs> to push him. Let's do a post scrapple checks. Okay. Falu is
1: very, very weak. Oh no. <laughs> All right, you have Bardic.
0: You have Bardic. I do have
1: Bardic,
0: yeah. I'll tell you right now, you have to beat a 21.
1: Well. I could do that if I rolled really high and rolled well on my part. Right. So, it's yeah, Noah.
0: Possible. It's certainly possible. It is and certainly I'm praying possible. I it happen.
2: It's
1: athletics, right? Uh, athletics or, or acrobatics? Acrobatics. Because oh. this is a post grapple check. Well, I have plus four to that. I'm very limber.
2: <laughs> I give a. Le- uh, after you say, um, sorry for stretching your collar, I give you a little wink. Distracting, I guess.
1: I can't, I can't win, so I'm not going to expend the bardic because I, couldn't, I can't win. <laughs>
0: you grab her collar, pull, um, try and shove the drow. He just slaps your hand away. What are you doing? <laughs> Why? This, we are elves. You should be on our side. Uh, get, I'm uninvolved. <laughs> in
2: all of this. I don't get political.
0: Um, Next up in the order is Lev. Uh, oh, yeah, I need you to roll. Give me two concentration checks.
2: So that is a 10 for one. And that's a natural one. Confusion fades. You said that his blade, his poison blade, was enchanted in some way. Can I do a perception check? Yeah, give me an arcana check. Never mind. There's a lot of nat ones on Guys, the table tonight. We hit two
0: nat 20s on not getting so intoxicated that we pass out, <laughs> but we are not doing that anymore. Okay. It doesn't
1: mean that we're perceptive.
2: So then, okay. We're just conscious. <laughs> we're,
1: we're awake. So then... I feel like we're doing really good in this battle right now. Are you too drunk right now? <laughs> oh, so you weren't invited to the party.
0: That was a party? <laughs> You know, f- elves are famously self conscious about FOMO.
1: Falloon bragging about a party that he, would <laughs> he not was not invited to. He got in because someone <laughs> I put needed my an own assistant. name on
2: the list. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, so didn't know about it. <laughs> okay, so that was a natural one on my per, my arcana check. Okay. Totally fine, whatever. I don't fucking understand his weapons. It's fine because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cast heat metal at a fourth level on him. He's got a fucked up little knife. And even if it even if it just like hurts him a little bit, I'm dangling him over the tracks, aren't I? Aren't
0: I? He, you guys are kind of, you're gripping onto him and he's gripping onto you. And I'm gripping onto you. And you're
1: gripping on—you're gripping onto Lev. And he's got my foot <laughs> in his hands because I tried to kick him. <laughs> so he's
0: kind of- I don't, I cannot see this at all. <laughs> We're
1: just all tied one together. One hand like this,
0: one hand like this, um, has the blade in the other hand kind of holding off the kick from Killu. <laughs> and you focus on the blade and feel this strange burning, this otherworldly, almost hellish energy that- Watches the blade glows orange. Ow Fuck! Um, roll I 48, yeah. Nice. And if he wants to keep holding the weapon, he has to roll a save, I believe. 22 damage. <sighs> Scorched hands, bubbling blisters on his bluish obsidian skin. Oh! Ow! Oh my loth! Um, and he's gonna roll a con save? passes the con save, so he holds onto his blade. But you do... But he takes that full damage. It's not... That con save was just to make sure he didn't drop his weapon
2: onto Mm -hmm. the tracks. And you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of your next
0: turn. That is correct. So he goes and tries to once again um, shove both of you. He's going to use both of his actions to try and shove you guys in front of the train. Both of you give me either acrobatics or athletics checks. 18. Okay.
1: Acrobatics, you said? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. 3020 He tries to shove you both off and you then both grab onto his arms. He's holding this burning blade. He looks at you, his eyes open wide, red and panic. That is his full action. He doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to risk anything, but you watch as frustrated he goes. Enough! And he trying to sh- he shoves you guys away, and he d- no disengage. Tries to run and rejoin his allies, who are steadying themselves, no longer confused. Opportunity um, attack! Can I? Push everybody him? can ro- take an opportunity attack if they would like.
1: I would
2: like. It's a natural nineteen. It's above a twenty.
0: I believe that sneak attack is once per turn and you are in flanking distance so you can add sneak attack damage to this. As you and your ally corner, uh, you know, on either side of him, he tries to shove you away and you guys both just stab him in the back. 25 damage. You almost, here's what happens. You stab him in the back um, and you really have, you almost get tugged along for a moment because this is not a proper blade, right? So you have to pull the letter opener out.
1: No, you can't keep that. (laughs) Also, sorry, it was 29 damage because I forgot to add the plus four at the
0: end. There we go. Another, there we go. Okay. Uh, He's looking, he's looking hurt. He's not like near death, but that that was a strong hit. You watch, you tear through the back of his cloth, ripping down and exposing his muscled back where you see... A white ink tattoo of a cycloptic smiley face.
2: Um, I have a plus six. I rolled an 11. Uh, I'm going to just use my dagger. And um, so that's a 17 to hit. 17
0: hits. It was
2: a 16. This is a safe. Great. So 1d4 plus two. Uh, and I'm going to stab right in the eye. And because I, I don't know what it is, but I just—it's like a bullseye to me.
1: Having stabbed a man, you think that we're having this cool moment, and you like look at me like you're going to go stab him. And having just stabbed a man, I am fully um, waddling away and puking into onto the dial in a corner.
0: There's a, there's a high-pitched <laughs> ringing noise as it dawns on you. Oh Have you god. just killed a man? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh my god. What, what kind of damage did you get on your dagger attack? Four. Four damage. <laughs> All right. He continue- Did I kill him? Did I kill him? He continues to run. He's not dead. Um, he runs into the mix. You see that- the He's two- not dead yet. I fucking killed him. The other black robed warriors are gonna use the disengage to hop and they're heading, they hop onto the gold mine bound side where there isn't a train coming essentially. Um, so they hop off. Um, you watch as they begin to all disengage and begin to run. The goblins kind of scrambling to get up, start to make moves. It is now going to be marching down the stairs. Two Aurelian centurions, members of the Golden Fist, these human warriors in gold plate with red decoration and robes underneath, um, these bristling helms. They march down in unison, followed by a massive golden automaton. Thank goodness, help is here. It is an older model of the ones that Levit just brought in. It is this massive kind of domed head, triangular body, long arms that almost drag against the ground, massive reach. It <laughs> lumbers down, and you see the centurions, not even paying attention to the two of you, point out, Fire! And you watch as it raises an arm, fires a small bead of flame that erupts on the fleeing goblins. And as the smoke clears, they are gone.
2: The goblins? Like the... The the fleeing goblins. You've got the wrong people!
0: The subway train pulls in beside you. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. I
2: think I grab Falu and I just whisk us into the train.
0: You see the centurions don't even pay they... mind as the automaton continues to march down.
1: Were they? We?
0: Yeah. The doors close, and you continue heading south.
1: Flew, watching as they get further and further from his home, glances down at his
0: watch. <laughs> it's late.
1: <laughs> I should just head back to the office
2: probably. You don't want to drink after that?
1: I suppose. As long as you don't mind if I'm hungover at my first day.
2: You don't have to come in tomorrow. You still have a job. But I have to come in for my other job? I can make some calls. That was some good room reading you did back there.
1: I've never had to read a room like that.
2: And hopefully you won't have to do that again. I'm sorry for throwing us into that. I didn't even... You wouldn't even consent to joining me in that endeavor. No,
1: it's totally fine. It's just that my whole body goes numb when I see blood. I slink off of the.
0: You slide onto the ground. It's a totally empty subway car, by the way, just the two of you.
2: Do you still have my bag?
1: Yes, actually. I hand it up one second and I reach into my pocket and grab a little wet wipe and sponge some blood
0: off of the stitching. Does no one have Prestidigitation? Oh, I uh,
1: I do have Prestidigitation, <laughs> but I don't usually uh, um, cast
2: unnecessarily. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think I uh, reach into my bag and I uh, grab my compact and I uh, redo my lipstick and uh, cast Healing Word at a f- fourth level on uh, Filu. So that's 4d4 plus 5.
1: Thank you, Ms. Maker. I was near death. <laughs>
2: Seventeen.
0: Um, <gasps> what's the word? You'll be all right. And you feel suddenly you
1: all right. My first performance review. Um, <laughs> you guys.
0: <laughs> you guys. Oh, Do you mind getting that God. in writing? <laughs> you continue I south, my pen. <laughs> um, heading deeper into the sprawl until finally you reach one of the final stops—a familiar stop to you, Lev. As the doors. Open up. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.
2: Listen, I know it's been a long one and you probably want to get home, but um, stay with me for one more. I know a good place. And they I think they still serve food this time. Sure, it's probably
1: not worth trancing at this point anyway.
2: No.
0: No, it's not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Falou nods. This is uh, a perspective that he's heard a lot from people he works with.
0: Don't sleep. Keep working. Got it.
1: It's not worth doing that.
0: (laughs) You guys stumble out of the rail station and into the semi-familiar streets of the Sprawl. It's dark and quieter than the inner city, but you still see life. The pigeons of Trash Alley, the doppelrats that scurry and... (laughs) duplicate in the shadows the occasional exhausted citizen making their way back home after a long shift down the street hidden amongst the buildings around it you see the familiar drake-shaped sign hanging over the door of the drunken drake slightly scuffed though nearly the same as you remember there are a few people remaining inside enjoying a late night dumpling while the bartender a halfling with thick hair and deep brown skin wearing a sauce-stained apron cleans up after a long day you open the door, the bell ding, ringing above as you do, um, and the bartender, who you may remember, um, is named Barley Agisia, looks up, tired eyes forced to open wider as if she were not really ready to see more customers, but is making the appearance that she is. Hi, h- h- how you doing? Can I help you? Uh, we'll just uh, have a seat, if that's okay, yeah, at the bar. Wherever are you, you guys are, still
2: yeah. serving food? Yeah, what
0: can I get you? Any drinks, too? Um, uh, can you give, can I have a menu? Do you have a menu? Uh, yeah, menus are on the table. You want to sit at the bar? Here you go. She slides one over to you. Yeah,
2: I just need a second.
0: The two of you uh, take a seat. Um, you peruse the menu.
2: I
1: hang at the bar for a moment long ago. Two ice waters, please.
0: Barley looks and goes, I, I, yeah, yeah, sure. Coming right up. She's so used to people ordering some sort of alcohol in her place (laughs) that she has to look for a good, a good minute. To see where she put the clear, the clean water. Tap is fine. Right, right. Uh, and after a moment, she does come back over, and you see she hands you the glass. There's no ice in it, but as she places it before you, you see that it kind of gets condensation on it, as if she cooled it down somehow.
2: Oh, wow. Um, I think that uh, I saw when I did my redid my lipstick on the train that like I was kind of covered in blood, so I think I um I take a second to go use the bathroom and like clean myself up.
0: You go to the bathroom, and um, thankfully, I'll say that, I mean, you're able to kind of hide en- enough of your wounds with the coat. You're wearing dark colors, so thankfully, you know, unless someone's like, is that blood? I was wearing <laughs> a white silk shirt. Yes, but you could just butt, you button over there. <laughs> I, I give you her. your jacket back. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Barley does not Thank ask you. questions. That's too bloody. People walk in, she's like, same shit, different day. I think I actually
2: take off the white silk shirt and button up the blazer, so it's just a low cut blazer top.
1: Mm. Mm. As you're in the bathroom, as you step away, I um, wave a hand over myself and press to digitize myself. And a sort of um, a very chill air brushes mm. past everyone in the bar a little bit and ruffles my hair back, kind of wakes me up a little bit like a chilly breeze.
0: You see <laughs> uh, a half orc uh, rub shoulders as goosebumps. Um, cover it um <laughs> i and think
2: i walk out of the bathroom and everyone like looks fresh and i'm just like fuck i really tried <laughs> everyone's got really hard nipples <laughs> did
0: it get, get cold in here or what
2: i could, i guess i flip my hair and i'm like mm, just me i guess
0: <laughs> um As you come out of the bathroom and the way that the bar is set up as anybody who's listened to the main campaign knows it is a very long bar Um, in the far back is where like the bathrooms are and then the door that leads into the alley in the back and between the bathrooms and the actual bar is a set of stairs that leads to the second floor where the tavern portion of the drunken Drake is and as you come out of the bathroom and flip your hair and go to move past these set of stairs a figure bolts down in front of you kind of cutting you off not even realizing that you're there handsome young man tan skin blue eyes and a shock of white hair wearing a like you know gloves and like some kind of rugged looking robes almost like he's like a like a duster you know he's kind of he's wearing a lot of clothes for someone who's coming down from upstairs inside. inside um but he runs in doesn't even notice you flu as he comes up and he goes oh uh hey, can we have some snacks? Uh, <laughs> maybe some of the crispies from the dumpling pan? And Barley rolls her eyes. Alright, you fucking kids. Um she <laughs> signals to an unseen servant that presents this this plate of like crusties from the I inside start of the pan.
1: Looking at the menu looking for where crispies from the pan is. <laughs> <You> How said- <laughs> much is crispies from the pan? How many crispies come in the pan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's- it's an off-menu off item. Uh, she, she hands... has secret <laughs> menu? <laughs> um, the Krispies <laughs> to... Makes, that might
1: impress Miss Meg <laughs> if I know about the secret menu. I'll take two... Enough Krispies <laughs> for two.
0: I... Uh, yeah, uh, um, she, she she signals to the fucking unseen servant who invisibly raises arms and looks at the clean pan. I yeah. guess I better start roasting up some fucking dumplings and getting more crispies. Uh,
1: Falou really smiles because he really identifies and relates to unseen servants.
0: It's literally all you see is just a floating apron back there and you know it's an unseen servant. Uh.
1: Been there. <laughs>
0: Been there. Oh, my goodness. Um, this handsome man takes this little, like, plate of Krispies, and she goes, bring the plate down when you're done. I don't want to fucking mess up there. He goes, you're the best, um, and runs back. And as he does, he doesn't really make eye contact with you, Lev, but you get a full look at him as he runs by. And for a moment, you feel a little shell-shocked before he heads upstairs and hear the shutting of the door.
2: Can I tell, like, which door it is? Like, can I, like, gauge if he went, like, super far down the hallway or just, like...
0: Yeah, he definitely, like, went up the stairs and took a left. He walked the length of the hallway. So he clearly went to the room that's, like, front street facing, like, in the front, right above, essentially, where the restaurant is.
2: Okay, cool. I go sit back down uh, with Philu and um, I order a shot from Barley for both of us.
0: In a gif, she brings it over, planting two before you. Paloo looks queasy, but says nothing. It looks murky and thick <laughs> as you take this shot. Um, both of you guys give me another constitution saving throw.
1: Natural 20. Are you fucking nice. So fucking on serious. The, on the uh, second, so gif- fucking serious. can handle shit. Honestly, I think that so probably old. high elves, it's the sort of thing where you're like, oh, he's... 23 he gets his first you know, shot yeah. of like absolute like ethanol like you know what this makes a lot of sense
0: it's it, i mean it's an elf so like you're 80 which if we were to look at like a human t- lifespan you'd be like in your 20s and 30s if you were a human but obviously 80 very very different your metabolism is also incredibly <laughs> slow so it really like s- it takes a long time for the alcohol to really sit in and so you haven't even really realized how drunk you are yet um, as the two of you finish your shots, yeah, I got a fifteen. Um, place them down. Yeah, you're fine. You guys definitely feel drunk, but you're not like exhausted or anything.
2: I'm pretty sure, and maybe you would agree. After the uh, a full fight, like we, you sober up real quick. Yes, exactly. You definitely have
0: that like. Like um the sober mind, like when you get so drunk that you're no longer drunk anymore, if that makes sense. But your body, maybe. But your body, like if if I were to like throw a ball at you, maybe you'd be like, whoa, <laughs> kind of have to react a little bit. But yeah, you f- you feel awake for sure. It's
1: going back like water, Miss Maycare. I knock a bunch <laughs> of
0: Krispies onto the floor <laughs> accident. Make it, God Damn it! The Krispies are so fucking hard to clean up. <laughs> they get in all the boards. <laughs> I press the digitizer. <laughs> they quickly pile up and reassemble <laughs> onto the plate. Oh, oh, thank you. I appreciate
2: that. I, I I think I put my uh my card my company card down and I say keep it open. And um, her
0: eyes widen. Give me an insight check. Sure. Uh, Fifteen. Shock and a little bit of fear in Barley's eyes as you place a Glockheed card down. She takes it and you know goes oh, of of course yeah
2: i raise my eyebrow at her i look at falou and like mischievously i say come with me okay and i want to um i want to walk up the stairs i don't want to rush i just want to like walk up the stairs and go to the towards the door where i saw this man walk in um we're still eating these and we'll be right back.
0: That's fine. Can you put
2: coasters on top of our waters, please?
0: Uh, uh, I've already put coasters on top of our waters. D- your assistant has really got this. I mean, great job. I just give assistant energy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely knew it right off the bat. No name tags needed. Yeah. Um, please do give me a stealth check, though, because the second floor is for, you know, guests, essentially. Sure. So either you'll have to pay or you can sneak by.
2: It's a 29.
1: Falou feeling really bold with
0: how easy the water
1: is. Uh, the vodka is going back <laughs> to <into> not one.
0: <laughs> um, Falou, it is very apparent that you begin to walk up the stairs and goes, "Uh, that's. Are you staying here or?"
2: I think I just ignore and I with my twenty nine, I have already reached the top of the stairs for
0: sure. Yeah, doesn't even notice you. Um, and I'll say that Falou, honestly, what ends up happening is like, at, even though you clearly stumble into the stairs and kind of stumble <laughs> up them, she. Looks down at the Glockheed card and stops bothering.
1: Um, I, noticing this strange reaction, go, Sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. <laughs> and
0: keep walking. <laughs> uh, you scramble your feet and head up the stairs. Um, and you, then d- you know,
2: you... you don't have to say sorry all the time. It's okay.
0: Sorry. No, you, okay.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to okay, say I will. I'm going to make a rule. The rule is no more sorries for the rest of the night.
1: You'll never hear a single apology from me ever again, unless, of course, I were to fill my station in some way or not finish paperwork by the end of the day or not have your tea ready for you in the morning or...
2: That sounds extremely... i put the wrong amount of sugar in your tea. And
0: on and As that's we're walking down our... Sh- I might apologize the then. <laughs> Honestly, this is why you rolled a one. It isn't even the one falling. It's the fact <laughs> that you are continuously listing um, as you guys Shh, carefully... Sh- sh- oh, sorry. Sh- I'll message these instead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've had message this whole time. You guys walk up and down this rickety wooden hallway, an old, old tavern... Creaks as you, every step that you take. You see that there's a clearly recently repaired window sill, um, which you would all know is from when you two. Had your little Achillean fight and threw that axe through the window and broke it. (laughs) Um, As Brigid. As Brigid and Zola. Clearly recently repaired window, still cracked and scuffed, letting in a little light um, from the streets outside. Step by step, you approach the door at the end of the hall that you heard close.
1: Um, Miss Maycare, I am really grateful for the job opportunity. That being said, um... I'm not really interested in any kind of. Okay. I I just like to keep things really professional. Of course, of
2: course. I I just want to. I just want to let you know that that's not what this is. That's not what's happening, right? I'm so sorry for implying that. I apologize (laughs) for apologizing again. (laughs) Oh God, two. Twenty-seven. And I have perception, so let me add something to that because that's bad. Oh, good. A four. I think I'm so. I so was not thinking about that. <laughs> you look at me like, wait, what? So no, no, disoriented no, no, no. by the question. No. <laughs> no. I and think Levitt's always worried that, like, she's too intim like, maybe a little too intimidating and doesn't want to be canceled. So she's always like, oh, wait, no, okay. No, 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 no,
0: no, <laughs> And you're so busy saying that that it's Faloo who actually picks up on this conversation first. Um, and perhaps you convey it as it is spoken. <laughs> look. Without a man on the inside, there's no way we can do a ground approach either. They're on a closed system, and that system is based somewhere near the top of G.I. Tower. Without someone to give us insight on their defenses, the fastest way would be to just enter from the top. You hear the voice from the, you assume, man from earlier speaks. You honestly think the primary weapons manufacturer of the Empire doesn't have defenses to counteract an aerial approach? Well... You have dimension door. If we just get within five hundred feet of the tower, so I can bamf us in and just hope we are appearing in front of a squad of their elite guard. Pass. This needs to be precise. It needs to be subtle. My normal methods—they need to be a backup, not our first choice. Definitely still an option, but a backup.
2: Can I? Can
0: I try and hear again? Because I. I think that you're getting this conversation. Oh, okay,
2: Miss Maker.
1: They're speaking about our place of work, I believe.
0: You quickly message that over, um, and Levin. You get a. You kind of come out of your worried about being canceled moment to pay a little bit more attention as the conversation continues. Brigands taught me that focus can help maximize success while minimizing risk to my allies. We cannot be caught. You would ruin everything that we've worked for. Well, what do you suggest then? <sighs> I... I don't know. I have contacts at the Thirsty Snake, but again, brute force won't work. Honestly, they'd be clocked the moment we walked in. Hmm. The two of them pause and think for a moment. And at that moment is when Falou... With the Nat one on the stealth check, leans in to convey the end of that conversation, and the board's.
1: They're speaking about where we work. <laughs> you say that out loud
0: instead of in <laughs> message, and silence takes the floor.
2: I, I think Lev like stands up straight, and doesn't make any moves. It's very, is silent and very still.
1: Falou looks at you, goes, I'm. Not sorry.
0: <laughs> and at that moment, the door creaks open just a bit and then flies open as the figure from earlier, now wearing some sort of strange, slightly stained white mask with a blue star on it, arm, metal, clawed, reaching out, trying to grab at you as a long sword is drawn and pointed at your throat. Landscorcher, known terrorist, of the Aurelian Empire stands before you. Tell me why I shouldn't kill you right the fuck now. Lev
2: lets her seeming fall, and you see her transform, starting from the tip of her nose in the middle of her eyes. Her human skin turns deep crimson red, and it goes all the way down her face, down her arms and her body. As her horns grow from underneath her thick curly hair, and she says,
0: Well, I'll be damned. Lev? And that's where we'll end our session today.
2: Friggin' knew you were smite sex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they caught it right before I of saw away. your little look. The arms across, <laughs> gang. Thank you so much for listening Sneaky. to this mini campaign. First episode. Oh, how fun. Oh, man. So much fun. Gang, this was so fun. We were, we've were we been so nervous. This I mean, it's been so long <laughs> since we've all it's been like together. It's like starting over. It feels yeah. like starting brand new. Thank you, especially to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash Try not to die pod.
1: pod or follow us at our stuff at try not to die pod on Instagram and on Twitter. We, we don't have a B reel, but
0: maybe someday, <laughs> I,
2: but I do. You can friend Ashley and
0: I. On <laughs> they may not, you know, they may not accept just so you know, that is kind of the nature of B reel. Thank you, especially as well to Sword Coast Soundscapes, Michael Gelfie and my personal hero, freesound.org. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, we love you for all of the sound effects we get. um, Check them out. Um, Any other plugs, guys? Anything else you want to say while we wrap this first episode of the Cloud Carver Caper? I'm just so
2: stoked to be back.
0: Me too.
2: These are really fun characters. I'm excited. Me too. Can't believe,
0: I mean, gang, we're recording this. It is currently, like, almost 11 at night on a Thursday night. Crazy fucking week for all of us just like this has been Falou, such a joy
2: we're calling out of work tomorrow
0: <laughs> i wish i really oh i have a day all right well gang <laughs> rude. rude um thank you once again for listening and until next time <laughs> try, try not, not to die. die all hail our eldritch patrons especially anita ashley becca b colleen eclair and lana emily grace jacob james jeff joey kate leo may morgan nat nicola Paige, Roni, sahara and of course our producer patty patrick braunstetter and our producer daddies becca mount sam golden and rose evelyn campbell we thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names Till next time, try not to die.